Greetings. Oh, crap. That is the Merry Christmas. Uh, that ain't going to work. Hold on. Hold on. Greetings, Earth. Tom Nardone here. It is almost the dawn of a new year, but never fear, because I will be, be here. <laughs> I'm not even going to read the rest of this. Man, that looks so much better on paper than it actually sounded. Hello, everybody. Tom Nardone here. Uh, on a new format tonight we are uh i am here by myself i have a guest who i'll introduce in just a moment i am uh by myself without my wife up here in the tom nardone studio yvonne uh, apparently has other things that uh she deemed more important like sleeping and i don't know who does that at midnight on new year's eve uh but she is there now and i apologize for that on her behalf uh, it just goes to show her lack of commitment for the show. Uh, anyway, I do have a guest. Uh, his name is Michael. He is here. Uh, boy, I, Michael, are you there? Oh yes, I'm here. Okay, introduce yourself to everybody. Just t- t- tell them tell them your name and 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 what you do real quick. You don't have to go into detail unless you'd like to. Okay. Yeah, it's Michael Ray. Up, I'm in. Uh drive trucks i do carpenter work i do marketing stuff i do all sorts of things anything that kind of interests me at that certain point in time so. you know what i have i am I'm, I'm really i lost my clipboard i had i mean the thing i was i just i just had it i just had my clipboard I don't have. <laughs> I know this you don't have it. This is how in the hell can it be gone? I, I didn't even. I didn't even get up. I didn't. Oh, you know what? I might have. Did I? I wonder if I threw it when I started. La- oh, when I started laughing at my my stupidity on my intro. Hold on. No, yeah, you might have. Oh yeah, I did. There it is. Hold on. All right, under here. I've only had like three beers, so I don't think I can start blaming blaming the alcohol yet. Okay. Yeah, not quite yet. After yeah. about what? After twenty, is it? Or? Oh, I couldn't drink. I think I think I drank nine one night. I think that's as many as I've drank in, in one night. Uh, it's pretty mm. impressive. Not to brag, but I <laughs> actually have drank that many beers in a in a single night. Uh, actually, Michael, thank you, because we're, we're actually both using a, or this I'm using for the first time, the Zencaster uh, software, and it's going to allow people to come in and participate, we hope. So, uh, right. Yeah the, the, yeah, the best thing I like about the Zencaster, what kind of sold me on it was... It does like a double ender, so when you're doing interviews, sometimes the Skype kind of drops. But if we can record both you and me locally, and it mixes it up into a file in Dropbox, that'll make it a little, real clear, you know. Yeah, and that is awesome, and that interests me greatly. And you, and maybe Jenny, uh, Eric, <laughs> and uh, and a few other of our friends that have podcasts. No one else gives a shit. So, what we are talking about? Funny. New Year's Eve stories. Now, you, uh, you are with you. It's not even New Year's there yet, is it? Because you are in uh, Nebraska. No, I'm in Central Time. Yeah, Central Time. Is it? Is it Nebraska? 
Yep. In good old Nebraska. You where know, they have corn and cows. I think I other stuff. I have got to tell you, if I lived in Nebraska, I would be so busy tonight. I wouldn't even be able to do this show. Uh, I I really think. I mean, if if I lived somewhere where you know you could like, I mean, like, can you go out off off your back porch and like fire a rifle? I live in a city, so it's not probably a good idea. Okay, so but, you don't live uh, on a big field or in because I mean, no, when, no, no. when you say you live in Nebraska, I immediately imagine a whole bunch of wheat and then one house in the center of it where you live. You know, and that's a lot of people do do think that. But if you're like Omaha or if you're uh, Lincoln, Fremont, Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is all kind of one little spot, there's not a whole lot of country there. But once you leave Omaha and go past a little bit, then it's 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 all cornfields from there all the way to the border. And once you get past uh, North Platte, Nebraska, it's all desert. Oh wow! So it gets real it gets real dry out there. I didn't the know there was desert and, in Nebraska. Oh yeah, it I gets, thought it was just an entire yeah. wheat field and just had houses kind of mowed into it between the wheat. Now most of your most of your trees and the humidity is right about oh about halfway to the state, and once you get halfway, start west, then it starts turning like uh, Wyoming. If I lived out like beyond the city limits and you know where I could pretty much do whatever I wanted to, I, I know that I would be making pipe bombs and uh, you know filling barrels with explosive stuff and burying them very deep just to watch and see how big of. I mean, I I I really think I would just be like a, a, a an overgrown adult child uh, and, and and would just be like almost like a terrorist on my own property. When I was Brett's age, we were into bottle rocket wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we it, used to do that, too. Matter, yeah, one time I was actually uh, Chevy Vega. <laughs> There's a car. Well, we was in a Chevy Vega, and we're going to go down the road, and we're going to roll down the window and light bottle rockets out of a pop bottle or soda bottle and shoot it out, you know. And and it's a pretty good idea. It worked pretty good. And then we thought, well, if one worked okay, well, three or four would be okay. You know, I mean, three or four, you go, you know, you get them out there. The the problem is we didn't roll down the window. Oh, no. So they hit the window inside the car while we're going down the road. And it's oh, hitting the God. windshield, hitting the back, hitting the front, hitting people in the head. And they're, and they're going off. <laughs> we're trying to keep it steady going down the road. And it just was, yeah, it was just one of those things that, you plan it, you plan it, and it still just don't come out. That right, has you know, got so. to be loud. That has oh. got, in a car. I well, can't well, imagine how loud that must be in a car and the smoke. A little distracting too. Oh, I, you know, yeah, I guess so. To, you know, you're trying to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um, done the dry ice bombs? No, that would be something I would like to do. Oh man, those are absolutely you. You cannot believe that when that, when they go off. It is absolutely literally unbelievable that that it was that loud i mean you can feel it right in your chest it is a beautiful concussion sound it is awesome mm. and uh we we've done tons of stuff matter of fact i even tried I, I was had to dig this hole for yvonne one time and i was so lazy uh that i didn't even really want to dig it so i just made a dry ice bomb and i just sort of buried it in the in the dirt you know and it just sat there and <laughs> sat there and it just it just wasn't going to bust, so I just I didn't want to leave it out there like that because if you know I, it's a you know a bottle under that incredible pressure, and I figure Brett's going to be out there digging in the dirt and it's going to hit that right. thing, and so I had to go pop it with the Matic, 
uh, man, I hit that thing and it just blasted mud all over me. It, and it, it hit me, the mud hit me so hard it hurt and left like welts on, <laughs> on my oh. legs and my back, uh, from, from where, I mean, like dirt, cl- I mean, mud hitting you so hard it leaves a mark. You know, I mean, that was absolutely, that, that was, uh, That's those dry pressure. ice bombs are no, uh, are no joke. I've heard they're legal. I've heard they're illegal. I don't know. I don't even care. It's just, it all depends on what state you go to. It's like, you know, yeah. here are a lot of stuff in Nebraska is not, but you go down to Missouri and you can. And you go to Iowa and there's a little bit more than Nebraska. A little, you know, It's a little swapping here and there, but everybody runs down to Missouri. You know, what the cops was doing was they would sit down and look for out-of-state plates and they'd see them stop in that place. Then they'd go into Nebraska and then Sometimes they'd have roadblocks set up, you know. Right. They used to. I don't know if they do that anymore or not, but uh, you know, because people have gotten a little bit smarter. What they'll do is they'll they'll do it two months early, you know. That way, it's not on that day, you know. So now, when you guys are, um, uh, I mean, do you guys uh, do you have like a fireworks place close to where you guys are where that you can go? Oh yeah, they, they pop up all over the place, but no, no, no. Uh, I mean, like where they shoot them off, like a big fireworks show. Yeah, they got them in the parks. Uh, we don't go to them normally because it's so crowded. You can't. Oh my god, I know. You can't get out. I mean, I, 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 I'm not one. I'm not one. I, I don't mind a crowd, but I don't like fighting the traffic coming out. That's why I always try to park on the outside or wherever the easiest. Even if I got to walk farther, because I just can't stand all that traffic. I just I don't. And and, and that's and, and, just you know, the thing with that though. It's you can get there early and get way up front where you want to be, but if you do that, I mean, yeah, you get a if you get a really close place, you're going to sit there forever. But if you take a really far place away, you know, it's going to people are already going to be in their cars driving by the time you get to yours and you're never going to get out plus you're going to have to walk. I mean, you just can't win. There's no well, way to win also, at going to see fireworks. Right. If you're going to be comfortable at the fireworks, that means you got to grab a chair, a blanket, a cooler. So oh, now, yeah. You got freight. When you do all that, you got to bring all that stuff back. Unless you've got a backpack or rug sack or whatever you want to call it. You, you, you carry Or you just stuff. get a styrofoam. Uh, best thing to do for everybody out there, my advice is to bring a cheap styrofoam cooler. Put everything in there, eat everything and drink everything, put all your trash back in the styrofoam cooler and just leave the styrofoam cooler wherever it was you were sitting and let somebody else worry about it the next day. They get yeah. that's what they get paid to do. And by doing that's that, true. you're you're validating the uh the existence of their job. So that's you're really right. helping you are, you are helping America. You are helping that's America. Right. By leaving your garbage and your shit out in public. That is absolute truth. So go ahead and clean it up. And then when they have layoffs for those people, you can feel responsible, Mr. Clean Freak, Mr. Environment uh, uh, Person. Mr. OCD. Yeah, Mr. OC, Mr. OCD. Um, now, how, now, what is your position on uh, getting away from the fireworks stuff? What is your position on the New Year's resolutions? Do you do you make them? I I try to, but what I also know is that if I get if I get a couple out of it, I'm good. This year, I've actually I've thought of it more so. Um, I know that uh, I think um, um, 
Oh, ADD Crusher uh, fellow. He was talking about, you know, 90% of the people. Alan Brown, ADD Crusher. Alan Brown, right. 90% of the people don't do them. And and I think that's even non-ADHD people or whatever. So me, I'm going to have about, I'm just looking at five things I want to do. And if I can accomplish some of that or most of that, I call to win. So Now, let me ask you a question. are these goals or are these just things you hope happen? Goals and things I hope happen. I think kind of both of them. Let's say, let's say, I hate to say that. I hate to that to you. But one of them is like, okay, make a little more money. You know, I, I got uh, a newer truck for a business that I do, and I just need to make a, just a little bit more money to support that truck. Because the way I did it through years, I used to have um, – older vans i buy for the construction company and older trucks and man and this it always happens you, you spend 1500 bucks for it stupid thing will last about four or five months break down then you're get your other one you're back up and then you have to back up have a backup and you get all these vehicles i don't want to do that no more so that's why i bought a new truck and i'm gonna have to make i just told myself i gotta make a little bit more money just to support that now i have a regular job too which supports the house but the construction stuff is going to support the truck and build the business as it was so well i typically uh don't make new year's resolutions and i I don't it's not uh like for instance uh you know it's a new year and when things are new i guess that's when people decide to make changes in their lives but like for instance this room that i'm in uh you know it was a kind of a big deal on my site and on the show and uh on the blog or whatever when i was remodeling it because i i kind of let people know where the status was and a lot of people got to see it go from you know what it was to being empty to being torn apart to being all put back together and then being perfect and there's some time lapse videos that i made but anyway and i got finished and it was just Perfect. I mean, it was like a brand new house room, you know, and everything was just, there was nothing out of place in the whole room. And, you know, there was that feeling that I had that it was like, hey, you know, this is pretty good. I I really think I'll look forward to coming home to this kind of a situation each and every day. So I think I'm just going to keep it clean exactly like this all the time now there was that little voice in the back of my head telling me all this but the truth is i was so aware and so of the mind frame that it was absolutely gonna revert just exactly right back to the as bad as it's ever been in in relatively short order and it, you know it didn't make a bit of difference i mean the new it, it's just it, i don't know what it would here's you know i'm 45 and i've been trying to keep my room clean for about 43 years because i mean i or or more uh it's just it's not something that ever's going to happen so i just you know making uh, obviously i wouldn't make a resolution like that i'm not i mean like i could say my new year's resolution is to make sure i take my prozac every day but that's not a i mean that's just something i have to do it's it's not and it's something that's already started but i don't know just the idea of a new year's resolution just rubs me the wrong way but i don't judge people for doing it i know it whatever motivates people to to do things to make themselves better i'm all for it 
for them, but it just doesn't really work so well with me. Yeah, and and I, it's like when we got uh, this house here, it was all nice and clean and painted up and all that, and I'm gonna keep my room down here nice and clean and all. Didn't happen either. Yeah, and and you truck. knew it wasn't. You knew it wasn't gonna yeah. happen. That truck, you know, was brand spanking new and it was all shiny and all this stuff and everything. <laughs> was and it was place. great because it like, was new. Oh, and I'm like, I love this. The windshield's clean, <laughs> you know, and the the floor there's there isn't a cheeseburger in between the, right. the console and the seat, you know, or an old burrito or anything of that nature. But you know, I did do one thing with the newer truck. I don't eat in it as much because i find when, you, when you're going down the road and you're chewing on a burrito something comes out the other end and it always it doesn't land on the floor it always goes in between the seat and the armrest and it's down there and you can't get it out that's where so, you want it though because you don't want it on the seat because you'll sit on it if, if it's going to fall let it go fall between the seats Right. Well, that way, in case you're hungry later on, too, maybe, I don't know. It depends on what the weather is, but uh, <laughs> that's that's a bad joke. But, yeah, I, I, I want, on this one here, I want to um, just keep it a little bit cleaner on the inside. And what I've found is if I have a bunch of stuff, I get some totes out in the garage, and I put everything in totes, two or three totes. I stick it in there and it's all then the room is clean then i go through the totes and i find out what's good or bad and i just purge that stuff and i fill up a trash can and i you know if i had three totes and i come down to two then i've gotten it you know rid of some more junk without too much pain and that's you know i do that but the room still like you say it does still get organization is just just not there you know but so. people seem to want uh you know their new year's uh you know, when it's a new year, things either begin or end there. It's um, it's all about quitting this and or starting this. You know, you're going to either quit smoking, quit eating, quit swearing, quit drinking. Or, you know, people are going to start exercising or start keeping things clean, as we've been uh, talking about. But I don't know. I don't see what difference it makes because it's a new year. I guess it's just something to – it just motivates people because it's, you know, because they can say – I don't know. I mean, it's just I don't have this. It, it to me, it's a it's. I will say one thing. It is a fantastic way to procrastinate. I mean, honestly, if you know, if like for instance, if it's like say October, right? And I'm a smoker. If it's a smoker, and it's October, well, then you know, I'm going to tell you, quitting. And and I know I need to quit smoking like pretty soon. I will tell you. Now, obviously, the best decision is to quit in October, but boy, to, to the idea of a New Year's resolution is like, hey, you know, <laughs> this is like a blank check to smoke for the next, you know, four months or or five months or whatever it is, uh, three months. Um, that, to me, is is one of the benefits, I think, and one of the reasons I can understand the New Year's resolution, because you put it... <laughs> Because, because it's some, it's something you know you probably should have done months ago, but you were able to use that to put it off. And and under that, under that, I I guess I I do get it. Uh, but it is it is yeah. kind of um, it is it is kind of strange. Uh, to but, me, yeah, and and I think sometimes if you look at um, you got 
Thanksgiving in there, you got Christmas and you got New Year's. All those three things right there have kind of one thing. In, uh, well, they probably have a bunch of things in common, but one thing for sure, there's always family around. So when you see your family at Thanksgiving, well, if this person did something more than what you ever did, well, then maybe, well, it's time for me to get straight, you know, and then you see it again at Christmas and then all of a sudden New Year's come. Well, Hey, 2017, time to flip the switch because I'm going to be just like Uncle Harold. I'm going to be like Aunt Judy or whatever. And so maybe it's more of an emotional thing. And then maybe January 2nd, that emotion goes away because you don't see him anymore for about a year. So, you know, but I, I think if people just I think if people just write down five things, if they do one of them they're ahead you know and, and don't make it real hard like uh solving world peace or or whatever that may be you know it just just try to make some simple things and see where it goes so yeah and and that's all great and listen uh you know we here at the tom nardone show anybody who wants to do absolutely nothing we not only support you but we we salute you now we don't encourage or discourage uh we take no position on that we don't encourage or discourage that's an awesome way to say it we don't encourage or discourage anyone for making new year's resolutions there is no judgment for that at least not out loud that's a bump that's a bumper sticker right no yes no out loud judgment on that one uh and and that you know and that's with me too i don't really you know i like i'm motivated to do a few things while i do them all maybe maybe not but if somebody doesn't do them or does want to do them, if somebody, and I was just thinking about this today, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been to Montana, but if you go up Montana, a lot of those folks up there in the hell in the uh, forest, they're just up there. They got a cabin. They got a little creek there. They like to go fishing. They like to hunt and they're retired. They don't want the city. So they don't want to do anything or even before they retire. They just don't want to do anything. And that's okay. If that's, if that's what makes you happy, do it you know you don't have to be you know new york um executive type tv show stuff you know or whatever Mad Men or whatever it, them shows are you know you can just be up there and just be with be whatever you want to be no, we encourage that too yes now uh michael one of the more things i find most interesting one of the interesting things about you is that you are a you drive uh the big rigs the 18 wheels is that is that yes i do 18 wheels uh you know put put the hammer down uh breaker one nine uh truck driving uh smokey and the bandit guy i mean that's that's like what you do for your normal job right 10 four good buddy all right hey that good answer very good um now here's what's the longest you've i mean like what's the legal the legal limit for how many hours per day you can drive you can drive 11 you can work 14 I so see. If, if, if Unloading, helping unload and load the truck and all that. Crap. Right, yeah, or, or even waiting in traffic. Because if you go to go, go through Gary, Indiana at 5 o'clock in the morning, you're going to be in traffic, you know. So, oh, that does – you mean uh, – tra- oh, wait, sitting in traffic hours don't count? No, it does count. Okay, that's what I was – okay, right. It, it all depends. It all depends on how it is. If you got your – say, if you start off in Chicago and you go into Gary – that's all on your driving time. If you're sitting there and not going anywhere, that counts on your driving time. So what 
what people try to do, dispatchers and all that, they'll try to say, okay, well, we'll try to dispatch you at this certain time of the day so that way it doesn't eat your driving hours because you can hit it, start going, you know, 70 miles an hour or, you know, 65, whatever speed limit is. You, you can cover a lot of ground in however many hours. Right. But if you're sitting at a dock, if you get, say you get dispatched at 8 o'clock in the morning, right there starts your time so you got 14 hours so we'll take 14 hours and then you're loading so there's um down to 13 hours so you had a little bit of drive time in there maybe 15 minutes you know all that 15 minutes and then one hour and then you just that's it it just the clock starts at 14 hours and you can drive 11 and work work 14 or if you drive 11 you can only work three you know so okay well here, here's my question. What when you're on the, you know, ideally, you know, you get paid by the mile, don't you? Well, I get paid by the hour, but yeah, some get paid by the mile, some by the hour. Okay, I've gotten paid by the mile. I don't, you know, doesn't particularly what, like what, it. What works out better? The the time. It all depends on what it is. You can haul, like, say if you're. If you're working in the city, like say of Omaha, Omaha, they call it the 20-minute city. It's probably 30 minutes now to get from across town and traffic and all that stuff. So say you get paid by the mile all day, you might drive 100 miles. Oh, you yeah. Get 34 cents a mile, then what's that come up to? You know, $34 for the whole day. That right. wouldn't work out. But if you get 20 bucks an hour, well, then that does it work It doesn't out. matter, yeah. So, Right, so the only way only way miles really do work out is if you have a good dispatcher that's got half a brain, and he can get you from point A to B at least you know five or six hundred miles that day. Well, you take you know what forty five cents a mile times six hundred. I forgot what that is, but you know if you can make three hundred bucks a day, then it's a good day. Yeah, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. So uh, the toughest part about that stuff is when you have an electronic log you have to go by that electronic log well you have to go by both logs but the electronic log it will sit there it will tell you right there you shut down you're at your 11 hour that's it and you have to pull off wherever you're at and find a safe place you know yeah but you got to plan that stuff and there's there's some good and bad with truck driving i kind of like it and i kind of don't in some respects i like um I've worked out like in Wyoming, out in uh, the gas fields out there. I used to haul water. Um, I used to used to have a truck with called a belly dump, and the, the center would they use this a lot in construction of roads. The center just dumps dirt, like a, and then you move like on, a bomb bay door. You, know, you yeah, like a bomb bay door, and you can do you can do uh, that right there and stop and dump and go or you can do what they call a fly spread which is you go along about 30 miles an hour and you hit your switch because you got one switch that loads it or and then the other one opens the door and then you kind of spread real fast and that helps build up roads you know out in the county well, or now, do you, so. does it matter what you're hauling like for instance does water pay the same thing as if you were hauling like solid rocket fuel or nitroglycerin or or, or sticks of dynamite you know what and it's really crazy um just about because the water hauling <laughs> most water hauling is, is by the hour because that's got to be a pretty like safe a, gig hauling water no no problem uh no no risk but like liquid yeah, nitrogen I mean, you know liquid nitrogen where you know you could have uh you know some serious problems of depending on how you well, wrecked if you jackknifed in the you know your oh yeah i mean that would oh, be a I, I, 
Oh, I've been in some hairy situations. One I tell you I was in and I was actually hauling water and I was in some place in Wyoming and I was coming down the road. Well, the tractor started sliding off the road. So I noticed that and I'm like, well, this ain't good. So no. I had an 18 speed, I had an 18 speed transmission. I was probably in 12th or 13th gear. So it'd go first gear, split it. And that makes like a high and then you go second and then like a high. So you can kind of split in between gears, which is 500 RPM or 300 RPM split. And so I'm going down the road and the tractor starts sliding off the road and I'm like, holy smoke. So I, I dropped it a gear, split it and then dropped it again and just barely, you know, started turning left toward the road because no matter if you're in a Volkswagen or if you're in a bicycle, if you're whatever, if you take that quick turn, all that centrifugal force is going to drop you into the ditch. So you got to go real slow. And if you go real slow and you know you can't make it, then you drive toward the ditch and that saves you. So, and I wasn't near that point. So I said, okay. So I started getting to the center of the road. I already dropped and split three, four. I probably just dropped two gears and split one. So I just got to the center of the road and I just hammered it, you know, and the, and the truck started going toward the center of the road. And I said, man, Oh, thank you, Lord. That's really great, right? I looked in the right side mirror, and the trailer was bouncing up and down like a basketball. <laughs> and it's still, oh, I'm telling you. I was like, you know, I, I knew I had it under control, but there's still that little voice, you know, that little that little guy in the back room going, you know, you're not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to not make it. Yeah. You know, so I just, um, I got out of it, and uh, it was a hairy situation, but it's something... I think in life you, you make mistakes and you learn from it, you know, but sometimes things just happen. Sometimes you just slide off the road. And if you're out there building roads or you're out there in a gas field, you will slide off in a road. It will happen. Make sure you do it safely. And right on. safely is if it's going to roll, drive toward a ditch. Slide That's like a boss. Yep. Now, here's a question. What is your handle? Uh, I don't actually have one. But oh, come on, Mike. Do you not have a CB in your truck? <laughs> no, well, some of them don't have them. You know, How in the hell can people. you not have a handle? I Man, know. I was I, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I couldn't wait. to. That's my first top question. I, I was like, man, I bet he's got a funny hand. I, I, I always wonder, you know, when truck drivers come in, I always, you know, when I worked in receiving, you know, at Home Depot, I would always ask truck. I knew what all their handles were, uh, you know, and some of them were pretty funny. Some of them were just kind of stupid. But but I was just wondered what your handle would be. You've never had a handle. Yeah, they call me Big Mike. Well, all right. It's a yeah. Big Mike. See, uh, when we was out when we was out in the gas fields and all this stuff, you had to have CBs because because the guy on the tractor, if he's he's trying to get these roads clean, you know, they're all on channel seventeen or ten or twelve, whatever they all decide to be on that day. <coughs> And um, okay, Big Mike, get you, load your switch, which that means on a belly dump is you undo your chains or your levers, and then you got two buttons. One activates it, and as you're going down, they'll sit there and they'll stand out there and they'll take their hands and they'll they'll you know it's like 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 you're safe like at a baseball game you're safe like that you know how they do their hands right they'll do that and once they do that you hit the switch. That gives it a couple seconds, and then the Bombay doors, as you say, open up, and then the, the dirt or gravel or whatever starts coming out, 
you drop it and you start hammering it and then sometimes you get stuck and they come push you oh right because the because it, it's go you have to drive over the stuff you drop under because the much, back wheels right. have yeah, to the back yeah. end of the the back end of the trailer is uh seems to me it'd be better to be already be rolling when you started that and and that's what you have to be you have to be rolling but what happens is like when you're when you're doing belly dump work especially if you're driving a stick shift 10 13 15 or 18 speed no matter what that is um the trans you you shift you shift a big truck a semi you, you you use the clutch to take off and then you don't use it anymore basically you you're throttling and then when you want to shift gears you let up shift a gear you hit the throttle again and it shifts like that it's synchronized shifting so when you're doing belly dump and you're building roads the truck gets in a bind and you can't shift so then you got to use your clutch and sometimes you know i tell people if you got i tell people to start off in a higher gear and hit it as hard as you can or as fast as they'll let you go and use the gear splitter with the gear splitter you don't have to have any kind of clutch and if you need it from then then you might have to push the clutch in and grab another gear but because it'll draw you down and and then come out of it so the weirdest one is probably a side dump because when you don't when you do a side dump the stuff's in there and it's just it just dumps to the side and the whole truck wants to rock like that right there and it's kind of a um, unsettling as it was so yeah um, I, I when I unload when I used to unload the trucks, you know, I had to be, you know, I mean, and not that this is what you're talking about, but uh, it was funny because this, I guess, the driver of the truck was new, and the guy that worked in receiving uh, was was new, and it wasn't actually it wasn't at our store, but it was receiving department, this other store, but they had a big load of mulch come in, and the guy just figured, well, I'll just get all the mulch off of this side of the flatbed, and then I'll get all the mulch off of that side of the flatbed. Well, it wasn't mulch. It was uh, there were concrete. There were pavers, the, uh, big heavy pallets of those bricks, uh, basically bricks. Yeah, and uh, I heard that the the tra- the trailer tipped sideways. Does that sound right to you? It's kind. Of, it depends. I've I've seen them where they just loaded one side. We used to haul uh, uh stuff. It was called um, it was fly ash with cement mix and sometimes with lime. Uh, and those are real heavy. We unloaded them on one side and then loaded on the unloaded on the other side, and it never tipped. I mean, that's depends on it, the trailer, maybe. It also depends on if it's at an angle anyway. You yeah, know? Well, if what it's I, at an angle anyway? Because they always made us do it both sides. Because they said that that the truck over there tipped over on its side, and it took them all day to get the, get the thing back up. Yeah, it, pro- it probably can, but it just it just I would. It, and of course, it depends, you know, because you're you're um, you can carry uh, what I think it's thirty eight thousand legally on the back on that flatbed because you can eighty thousand on the highway with the tractor and the trailer. It's probably 37, 38. So you're probably, you know, 40,000 pounds, let's say, on the back of that trailer. And you got 20 and 20. Then you got 20,000 pounds on one side. You take 20,000 pounds off the other. Yeah, that's, it could. It could. And I, and I would probably do the same. I'd probably, I'd probably, uh, with the bricks, I'd probably go side to side, side to side, side to side like that. That way, you know, yeah. once you get down to four pallets, that's not going to hurt it any, but at least get down to you know six or seven pallets and get that over with you know so i i think what they what we always did was we would take and 
load from one side and just get we had longer forks and we can take and go one and then we can almost take two off at the same time oh, we yeah. had big big tractors that would take off a lot of weight so now what's the longest the what's the longest traffic delay that you have ever had like i mean the longest period of time for which you were completely stopped i mean like parked on the interstate 36 hours are you kidding nope i went and started a day a and a half a day and a half i started a job and i left omaha and highway 80 gets closed down all the time the high winds and all that stuff so you can go up sioux city and in south dakota and go across 90 which sometimes 90 is better than 80 or 70 people if the 80s closed down and people don't want to go north they're going to head south they'll take 70 and go through denver and all that stuff so yeah i went and i said well why aren't we taking 90 he goes well this guy don't want to do it and it's my first day i said okay and i got i got to grand island and uh it was it was a mess they shut the whole highway down if it wasn't actually for my off-road experience i would have probably really been done for because uh we drove down dirt roads we we plowed through snow banks and all that stuff and i got just to the fuel pump in grand island nebraska and the truck couldn't go any further and the whole thing was shut down 36 hours 36 hours well hey mike uh, we have a caller and I'm get, it's yeah, Steve. I'm guessing Steve Connaughton. Steve, are you there? And I wonder if his. Hey, Steve. Is this microphone? It doesn't say muted here. No, it doesn't say muted. Uh, Steve, uh, hold on. No, you're typing. Yeah, I put hey, Steve. I, I'm guessing it's Steve. It doesn't matter who it is, but I'm guessing it's Steve Connaughton. At this point, because he's... <laughs> he's <laughs> this is the first caller, so we're taking he's him. Hold on. <laughs> That's really strange. Oh, Steve, phone he's figuring it out. He's figuring it out. You are um, correct. All right. Now, um, now, when you're driving, what do you do to pass the time? Like... <clears throat> What kind of things do you do, like like when you're going through and you know, oh, okay, you know, you know, you got this boring, straight stretch of highway for like the next eight hours, and you know, no exits, and what do you do to pass the time when you drive? I listen to podcasts or music, and yeah, I got you- an iPod that I load up with uh, podcasts. And I listen to anything from Aunt Mabel's Garter Belt to whatever, you know. You listen to, the, to do you listen to the Tom Nardone show on the road? Yes, I do. All right. Yes, I do. That is outstanding. And sometimes it, it the, I have to listen to music because sometimes I'll take off at midnight. Well, midnight all night and listening to, okay, if you want to do marketing my way, you put in box B and the box C and you're going to be sleeping. So I'll, sometimes I'll oh, yeah. put in some music, but, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I, I imagine when when you get tired, that's when it says, "Okay, let's 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 crank the Tom Nardone show." I need to wake up. All right. I would hope. I would hope that's. I would hope that's a service <laughs> that I could provide to truck drivers. Is that I'm a wake up. You know, like, hey, all right. But anyway, um, now I I I, I always but I know when the Chad conference came in, I told anybody that's driving straight through. Hey, I told him, hey, a great way to pass the time is to do a Tom Nardone show uh, marathon. Steve just left. I think he's probably going to try to come back in or he's rebooting or something. Right. 
A lot of times when he, you know what though? A lot of times when Steve comes on Zoom, he's on his phone, and I've gotten with right. somebody else who, while we were talking, uh, who did try to call in on their iPod, but it, apparently there's a problem with this. Uh, maybe there's I'm not nothing against Zencaster because so far they've been perfect, uh, but there may be an issue with uh, calling in on your 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 cell phone so it may it may take because i'm looking at this thing right here it looks like it probably works off a of flash all right you hear that i did not oh what is that microphone's pretty good i was just a somebody lit off i don't know i did hear flash. yeah i heard a bang i heard a bang okay yeah man so, that scared up but jeebies out of me yeah that sounded like, like it went off above your house yeah it's real close so but i think sometimes with uh do you ever do you ever sing or or just uh, uh, talk talk to yourself or or like write write things? Know, I, I I talk to myself a lot. Yeah, I now, would. What what I'll do and I don't know I like out loud a thing. Yeah, yeah, and people will be looking at me and they're like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, uh, nothing. We got it. You know, we got it. Uh, I'm all right there. You know, don't don't call the cops." It just I I have I have all these ideas in my head and I want to run them through a scenario. Right. And since there's nobody else there, yeah, yeah. You got to kind of do double duty there. Hello. He does his system. And that's Steve. All right, that's yeah. Steve. Aha, yes. Steve yes, Connaughton, how are you, my friend? And thank am, welcome I'm to the Tom well Nardone Show. You are you are actually, actually, you know, you're not only the first call-in guest of 2017, you're the first call-in guest ever. Oh, there we go. So, All right. So, if anybody ever asks you, you know, me, who was your first calling guest ever, Tom? Well, hey, it was Steve Connaughton. Ah, there we go. How you I, doing, I, man? I, what you up to? Uh, just uh, doing the uh, the stuff, uh, the New Year stuff, you know. What What'd you do? Did you shoot fireworks? No, nah, I just sat at home and did nothing. Well, that's a good New Year's. Yeah, that's I bet the, the kids yeah. love that. Yes, that's the best New Year. Yeah, did you send him to bed early, or you let him see the New Year in? No, he he, he would uh, he try he stayed up until midnight, and then he was done. Yeah, it was just he just you know like a milestone just on New Year's Eve to stay up until midnight. But it was never yeah. man, that was never a problem when I was a kid. I'd do anything. Oh, no. I would do anything to stay up. Oh no, of course. I mean, it's it's like that's the it's like it's like a badge of honor. You know, yeah. It's like it's like it's like yeah. I stayed up till midnight. Yeah, on I New don't. Year's Eve. Yvonne and I have been married for like almost eleven years, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't. I cannot recall a single New Year's that we have seen in together. She yeah. is. <laughs> she has. She will just go to bed and just wake up, and it's the new year. She could not care less about. Uh, you know any of the 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 festive? Th- oh well, actually, we did one because we did we, one year. She did talk me into going out with her family and and watching the fireworks. And me and Steve were talking about that, and it was every bit of all the hassle that we discussed, uh, Mike. Uh, it was it was absolutely. It was, I just thought we'd never get out of there. I, I was ready to get out of the car and just stand in front of cars and block the traffic and just say, "Hey, we're going," you know. But uh, well, I, we used to have a, we used to live out in the country out there in Saunders, and uh, we had a back porch in a little town. Did fireworks, and we used to sit on the back porch. That was the best. Didn't have to go anywhere. Just went outside, got done, went back in the house. So that was that was a treat to me. Right now, what are um, Steve? What did um so. 
Did you make any New Year's resolutions this year? And don't worry, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to shit on them. I just I'm just asking if you I, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, there, there's uh, you know, there's there's been stuff that I've been working on with Jenny that I'm going to try to continue doing, which is I mean, basically the I I think the biggest thing is just cleaning up my finances and trying to get that house in order. I mean, I don't I don't give a shit about anything else. I mean, I I've been uh, you know, like I've been like, "Oh, I should, you know, clean my house i'm like fuck that i'm not cleaning my house fuck it. <laughs> it's like it's like i look at it i'm like i'm like okay it's it's bad but it's not that bad you know like at least i could always point to the hoarders show and be like dude yeah as, yeah as as long yeah. as you have somebody else to point to who's doing worse no, than you you know as long as you as long as you're not the yeah. the the smelliest kid in the classroom. There's no reason to change your hygienic yeah. uh, practices. Is yeah, basically well, what. That's, that's, as long as there's someone who smells worse than you, by no means yeah. should you. Ch- I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it was funny because I, I uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I did a favor for a friend, and and her one of her friends wanted to go to see a show in New York, but they lived in you know she lives in Connecticut and she had to she had to come all the way into the city and uh, she had to stay at my house and basically like her you know uh brendan's aunt uh great aunt who watches him uh when I'm at work uh she was like she's like, you brought her into that messy house I'm like, okay, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm not marrying this girl. And if I was marrying this girl, if she <laughs> didn't like my messy house, guess what? She's shit out of luck. Yeah, because... Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I've been living like this for 45 years. But listen, if we ever get married, I'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah. And it's... You know... I look at it this way. It's like, the, you know, uh, the the if you're okay with it, then it's fine. As long as nothing bad is going on, then it's fine. You know, like yeah. people, people make too big of a deal of their normal. You know, like, oh, it's got to be my normal or it's not normal. It's like it doesn't matter. Like if if the way I'm living is fine, <laughs> I'm not hurting anybody and there's no bugs crawling around and there's no, you know, mold on the wall, then who the fuck cares? <laughs> It's like it's like God damn it, son. Just leave me the alone. I don't want to do this shit. So, but it is what it is, and you are who you are. You can't. Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole thing. And 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 I'd like to thank Tom Nardone for helping me figure that out. Oh well, it was my pleasure to serve. Uh, Yeah, uh, believe me, Steve. I am quite sincere uh, as I say that. Uh, it's it's very liberating to be able to you know to just decide and and prioritize on things that that are important and and yeah. to feel and and it's not like I lowered your standards. I mean, I think uh, I think this show, <laughs> I think this show and and what I do has has made you feel better about uh, just maintaining the low standards that or such as they are. Uh, or you know, or, or that's what I mean. Maintaining standards for which others feel are low, 
and right, and you being exactly and you being okay about it. And it right. was my pleasure to provide you that that support. And I yes, so appreciate you uh, yes. letting me know about that. I mean, that's 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 the whole thing. It's like it, it, you know, it, it it was the whole thing. It's like I look looking at other stuff and other people and how they do things and and just be like well i should do it that way but why you oh know? yeah like you know like that's that's what i it's like but why why do it that way why not do it the way that i enjoy doing it or is the easiest for me like know? my brother phil is a neat freak right now when i and i remember i was over at his house and he was making himself a sandwich, so I just watched him make this sandwich, and, you know, it's like, he took the bread out, and he just, you know, he made made the sandwich, and then it's like, when he got finished, you know, he put the bread up, he actually put the twist tie back on the bread, which I found pretty impressive, because all I ever do is spin it around and fold it up under the bottom of it. But uh, that's the way it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That stupid zip tie. I, I hate that thing because your bread's only going to last two days anyway. Yeah, screw it. I mean, who cares? So uh, he then he puts his stuff away, puts the mustard away. Okay, and then he put you know he puts this on a plate, and then before he leaves the kitchen, he actually got a a towel or a uh, you know a cloth out of the the sink and proceeds to wipe down the counter where he was working and i'm like just like wow that is amazing you know and i didn't judge him or look down on him. i mean it's like, that's that's awesome you know that that he does that and it's but it's not like i you know was inspired to change the way i make a sandwich now uh, i and you know he, i found myself lately not getting on Yvonne, but asking Yvonne. like i went down there and there's like the peanut butter jar is on the counter, the lid's off of it. The peanut butter knife is on that was used to, you know, put the peanut butter on her bagel is on the counter with the peanut butter side, you know, touching, you know, stuck to the counter. The the bagel bag is wide open, not even closed, and there's like coffee creamer all over the and <laughs> now I'm not I don't do that, but I'm like I asked Javon, I said I just, Yvonne, what the hell? I mean, and she just started laughing. I wasn't really mad, but I'm just, it just like, I took note of it. That Normally, I don't, you know, I just see a mess and it's like, but it's like, how in the hell did this just happen? You know, don't judge her for it. And, I, and I, I'm able to laugh at it. It's not like it pisses me off or anything. But, and did I clean it up? Well, not, not the first day, but the second day I did. Yeah, I, I, I actually... When I make a sandwich, I, I put all the knives and all that stuff away. I'm not OCD by any stretch of the imagination, but I just don't want to give the cats a party place, you know? So I take yeah. it away from the cats. So, but <laughs> they might get up there and lick my spoon and then me find out later on, you know, I'm like, oh, can't do it. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 my, my thing with, with doing dishes is I leave them until I can smell them. I don't do them. That's how I know when to change my sheets. Like, that's the thing. (laughs) When the smell prevents me from sleeping, I change my sheets. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, okay. All right. Time to change the shirt. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, you know, it's like I I wear some of these... uh, they're like baseball shirts. I don't know what they're made of, but about one day, and man, it just I'm, I'm feeling woofy because I just I don't know what it is about these shirts, but they just seem like they hold in all the um, 
woofiness, you know, but um, I don't know. So. What do you call in woofiness? The stench? Ah, uh, yeah. The oh, stink? Just okay. like a horse, you know. Yeah. Woofiness yeah. is being kinder. Yeah. When, I, when, when I'm off, you know, Yvonne will say, well, Tom, I guess uh, this is the third day for that shirt. I guess it's uh, about time to throw that thing right in the laundry, you think? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, sure, I think three days is pretty good. I mean, now, obviously... You go another two? No, I... Well, I was only off for three days. I mean, it's not like I'm gonna, you know, fold it back up and... Not, not, well, not that... I don't... I don't think I own a stitch of clothes that is currently folded. Uh, I mean... I don't either. I, I just I have, I, like, I, piles in my closet. There's the clean pile and the dirty pile and, and you know... Well, before I... Yeah, before I got married, I didn't see no use of a dresser. So I had two <laughs> baskets. One dirty, one clean. I mean, uh, I don't... I'm not... I'm not like a... A dresser! <laughs> What is that? <laughs> I don't. I don't accessorize. I mean, I buy jeans, shirt, and, and I got one or two pair of shoes. That's it. I don't have fifteen pair of shoes. I don't accessorize with this stuff and all. So all I need is two baskets, and that's all I need. You know, and uh, I still kind of like that system. So, but Steve, Steve, what's your laundry uh, like? What's your laundry routine like? Get, run us through the cycle, how it works. All right, all right. Uh, easy, easy way to say it is. Uh, do you remember how? Uh, every ADHD coach or person tells you that you should delegate tasks out to other people? Hell yes, I do. <laughs> Hell yes, I do. Let me tell you, the best $40 I spend every two weeks is having somebody do my damn laundry for me. That's all it costs? $20 a week? Yeah, theoretically. I mean, I, I bring the big I, – I, I wait two weeks. I fill a huge bag. I bring it over there, and then they uh, – That's they pretty cheap. It. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's not bad. Well, you know, child labor is legal if they're your kids. So I'm thinking yeah, you can probably save that $20 pretty soon when your kids – Or how old are your kids? Uh, Brendan, I have one, and he's uh, – He's uh, how old is he again? <laughs> He's nine. He'll be, he'll oh be hell, that's laundry age right there, buddy. That's right. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he'd want to make the twenty bucks a week. Yeah. Not that I'd, pay, I wouldn't pay him that much, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. That's that's the thing is I I, I wouldn't pay. Him. <laughs> you know what? Do do the damn laundry, all right? Yeah. Uh, that's like the yard work was. It's like uh. You know, me and Yvonne, me and Brett and Yvonne are in the den, and Yvonne says, "Hey, this needs to happen," and she goes, "One of you guys needs to do it." And Brett looks at me, and I just look back at him, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm like, "Well, gee, Brett, which one of us do you think's actually going to be getting up off their ass to go do it?" Uh, I'll give you one guess, and if you get it right, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, and he he just he just get up and go do it because he knows damn well I'm not going to do it. I said I'll tell you what, Brett, here's what we'll do, we'll we'll take uh, whoever worked the most amount of hours uh, this week at their job. Uh, how about they get to sit on their ass? So how many hours did you put in this week? Okay, well I guess I win. So. Go have a fun, good time cutting the grass. I don't care. I do that. I do that with my kids too. I yeah. Say, you know, this is this is the way it works. I mean, he who has the job makes the rules. That's so. right. That's right. It's, and you know, and and th that's the thing about parents. You know, I don't. I, I think it's a. Ba I think it's bad parenting to explain to your kid why they have to do something. Um, because you know, if it's like. 
the, when you explain something to them and you extend to them that degree of respect, then your position as the authoritarian in the house is diminished. Uh, it, it should be enough that you simply spoke. And yeah, it and, is and, for that and reason and that reason alone that it shall be done. There is, right. It's not like you need to explain to them and convince them. You know, you convince someone to buy a vacuum cleaner that you're trying to sell them and hope they will buy it. That is not the way you tell a child to go in the yard and work. You say, go do it. And, you know, it's like I remember years ago when Brett was... Uh, I don't know, he's about 13 or 12 or 13, and right around that age that he thinks he's getting, you know, a brain in his head. And don't and, and don't get me wrong, Brett uh, has no regrets about uh, growing up with me being his stepdad, uh, but I remember one time I drew two circles in the yard, the backyard, with the spray paint can, and I said, Brett, I need you to dig this hole. This size, with this paint, where the spray paint is. That's a good idea. Yeah. I said, and I need you to be able to stand in the hole, and it needs to be above your knee, uh, all the way around the hole. That's how deep I need it, and put the dirt right next to the hole. So he did that, and it took him a couple hours, and then he came back and he goes, "Okay, it's done." I said, "All right, let me just show you what the next thing you got to do is." I said, "Now, see, Brett, you see this?" I went to one of the holes. I said, "Brett, do you see this pile of dirt here?" I need you to put that back in the hole, but I need it in the hole on that side of the yard. Now, the dirt on that side of the yard, I need that in this hole. I need you to rotate the dirt, basically. And he says, well, Tom, that doesn't really make any sense. And, and that, this was punishment, by the way. I mean, it wasn't like, right, this right. wasn't yeah, training. The same thing that happened in the Army. So yeah, sorry. and I, I said, and he said, well, I don't really understand why they're doing it. We're doing it. I said, well, Brett, I understand that you don't, un I understand that you don't know why you're doing this. And I have no requirement of you to understand. Therefore, do not feel bad about not understanding. Just simply do it and let me know when it is completed. Let me know when, but I need you to tell me when this hole is filled up so I can make sure that you didn't just put the same dirt in the same hole. So after all that happened, he goes, now, Tom, what was the purpose of all this? I said, it was no purpose at all. None at all. Didn't really need it done. I just needed you to understand that when I say do it, that's the reason you do it. Because that's the only purpose any of that served is that I said it and you did it. And, you know, maybe I am a dick dad, but whatever. Uh, you know, it, well, that's the he thing. understood that's the at that at that moment, he understood that he does things because I say them. I had to pick something that had no value to it at all. Because if it did, it would make sense that that's why he did it. He needed to know that he did it because I said to do it. Yeah, and, and my my kids do their they they all have their chores and they all do them and they don't. I never have to keep telling them, and I have to kind of remind them once in a while. I'll come by and drop a hint. Oh, okay, Dad, I got it. I forgot. You know, okay, that's fine. Well, then you're not even a parent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got the payments. I'm making the payments. You know, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. If your if your kid's not punching a hole in the wall, then you're just not a parent. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. But you know, I mean, my life was a whole lot different than what theirs was. So it's kind of. Oh yeah. They they do what they do. I, I had it a lot rougher than they did. So, but. Uh, but they do what they're supposed to do, and and 
some some of them will just want to get it done as quick as possible and some kids are like well yeah, they'll kind of me me haw about it but they'll get it done you know so but uh yeah the military they actually did that to me they said here carry these rocks over there okay now bring this other rock over here to me and then you stand there and you look at them and what next sergeant you know whatever and they're doing that just to test you and that's a good thing you i think it's a good thing you did tom that really helped that kid out a whole bunch to understand that you, you you're the authority and this is you know you got these years of experience and then you know get it done you know so. yeah i i kind of didn't like to punish people i didn't like punishing him he i mean he was on restriction for most of his middle school and high school year which you know, and it wasn't even until his 11th grade year he just started taking care of business by himself. I mean, it took him forever to get it, but, you know, he finally did, and it was like, man, it was like, wow. It's like I'm out. Because when, when you have a kid in middle school or high school, man, it's like you're in middle school or high school when you're helping them with their homework, like, every right. day, you know. Right. Uh, it is, it is, I mean, I... And, and I, and I yeah, and, and sometimes with my kids, what I'll do is I'll say stuff to them just to watch watch the reaction. I'll say something just to see, watch them think about what it is, you know. Now, if their eyes start rolling like a Las Vegas slot machine, you know, I, I know I pretty much I'm getting close, you know, because they're, it's, <laughs> it's just, it always seemed like when they, were, when they roll their eyes, I'm starting to get. Oh, man. Yeah, I love that. I love to get it where, where they roll their eyes. That just oh. tickles me to death. So. It does not tickle me at all. I oh, cannot I like stand the eye roll. <laughs> I, I wait for it. If I see the eye roll, if I see that eye roll, then you might as well multiply everything I just told you to do by two, baby, because it's, oh, man, that is, I cannot, I don't know how, I couldn't take, I mean, I I guess I could take it better from, and I know this, Yvonne will hate me saying this, I just have a real issue with, like, sassy girls. Maybe it's because of the way all the women have treated me in my life, except with the exception of Yvonne, but, like, when I hear like women yell, it just runs right through me. You know, I I I would right. you know I'm I would do anything to make that stop. Yeah, you know, and that's I I take this more of like because I I, tr- I I push for the eye roll and I want the eye roll. So and the reason why I do it is just I want to see it. I, I, I want to. Well, see I guess it, it depends you know. on the kid. I mean, in the circumstance, yeah, but it's, it's I didn't not, like it's it not in a bad way. It's yeah. not like. You know, um, you're not telling me what to do. That kind of eye roll, because that I don't, I don't, I don't stand for that. But the eye roll of like, man, he is my father in 20 years. I'm gonna be just like him. That eye roll, that's the one I just love. I just, I, I poke and poke and poke until I get the eye roll. So, but yeah, we. Used I, I, I kind of make a game of it too. But we used know, to, so. we used to tell our parents that we're not gonna ever treat our kids like that. You know. Oh, yeah. And he, here I am, years later, hearing my dad come out of my own mouth. You know, it was uh, yes, insane. My, my dad used to do one thing. He used to always make me. He used to make me say, "Yes, I hear you, Dad." He used to make me say that because that way he goes, "Okay, he got a confirmation that he got." You know, he that we're that we're talking. You know, now I was probably. 45 or 47 i was still doing construction roofing stuff i was so tired when i come home it was just it was everything i can do to to walk sometimes you know so in or and i still want to play with the kids when they're younger and i'm 44 or whatever but 
I, I, instead of playing with them, I'd lay on the ground and do this game called Big Fat Daddy. And so what they do is they just pounce on me because I knew one thing. I knew I could take a beating, which I always I can take a serious beating, but I just don't have any energy, you know. So yeah. it was still a game we could play. Yeah, I think I'd rather take. I think I'd rather get my ass kicked than kick some ass. Honestly, you know. I, I I laid on the ground, let them roll on me, and they and they jump on my belly and they had fun, you know. And I could take any kind of thing they could put out, you know. But but when it comes to running around chasing the kids at forty five years old. Nah, I'm, I'm done. Unless I'm on like a wheelchair or something with a real super high switch, you know, and a couple couple of extra gears, so I can really get going. Nah, I'd just rather, you know. Well, you know, my dad. Now, Steve knows probably a good deal about my dad because he's read my book. And, uh, yeah. you know, so you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of my, you can probably, you, I, I imagine hearing the stories about my dad, Steve, made made a lot of sense to you about as, you know, why I, I you know, he was just like I am, you know, yeah. I mean, in, in so many ways, but in, in many, many ways he was not. I mean, yeah. You know, my my dad would take a shower and shave before he took his car out to get gas in it. I mean, he he just was funny about going out in public without a shower and a shave. I mean, I don't get that, but it, it, yeah, my everybody but, has their own neuroses, I guess. Yeah, I no learned doubt. that off of Bob Newhart show, but um, yeah, you know, I have I have a certain thing I gotta do a certain way. And it makes no sense to somebody else, but it's what I have to do, you know. So it's, yeah, you're right. Everybody's got their own everything. That, uh, everybody's got their own thing that trips their own trigger, whatever it may be. So yeah, I mean that's 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 the thing. It's uh, you know like uh, what you know is normal to us is like to somebody else is just just insane, you know. It's, that's just, but that's what makes life interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I and I used to when I would when I lived in uh, Wyoming and I'd run down to Denver and I'd take freight. I'd do it in a in a in a, in a little straight truck, you know. Well, I'd be and you're talking the winter time, and I got that truck loaded down. I'm going here, I'm going there. I got uh, you know 25 stops, and I got to stop here, but I got to get here first. Okay, if I take this here first, because traffic's always this side, and I'm going that way, and blah blah blah. When I try to train people, they look at me and they say, "I can't do what you do." So my my brain is more geared for boom boom like a pinball machine. Well, theirs is more geared for a, a pool table where you kind of hit a ball every now and then. But mine's like a pinball machine, and it took my mind as a pinball machine to get the job done that I had to get done, you know. And so that is my quirk. That is what I do, you know. Now I lose my keys. I can't find my the sandwich I just had. I left it here or whatever, you know. I do all these weird things, but that one thing right there was one thing that I did and did well and a lot of people couldn't do it you know and maybe somebody else could come along and could do it but i was the one that had to do it yeah i don't really lose my keys anymore i mean i'm usually at this desk in my chair or sitting on the sofa so they're always either on the ottoman my desk or the coffee table it's always I mean, there's no other place they could ever possibly be uh, yeah, I'm actually, as a matter of fact, that tonight I just actually put a hook up for my keys. Oh, good. When I come down, when I come downstairs, I usually have one little pile where I keep everything, you know. But um, that's kind of gotten messed up here lately. And if they are, and if they're not in either of those places, then I'm just like, oh, okay, they're in my pants then. So, which is fine because I'm going to go put my pants on anyway. Well, I washed, um, I washed two Bluetooths. Had little things you put in your ear, 
and I misplaced another one. So, and that's like three within uh, three within about three weeks. Well, Yvonne years ago washed my iPod, or Brett did, and it survived. Believe it or not. Um, wow. Yeah, I put it out on the dashboard of my car for like. An entire day in the hot sun, and it just steamed all the water out of it, and I it just took a charge. Uh, the second time she washed it, she did not catch it as it went in the dryer. It did not survive the dryer. Uh, it was in pieces after that, and but oddly enough, I was able to hook it up and get my contacts off of it. <laughs> it was before they had the iCloud. It was a long time ago finally get the podcast started that i've been working on that's me too oh yeah yeah you know it's odd because yeah same thing with michael here steve i'd forgotten that you were uh it seems like you and i talked a little bit about that uh what was the steve was doing like sports wasn't you steve no i'm doing i mean it just happened that that was what i was talking about that day um I mean, I, I, it's gonna, it's coming down to, to I think the first. Um, I'm gonna start it as a, as an interview show, probably. Uh, uh, and kind yeah, of, if you do that, that's a home run to me. Yeah. Now, now, Steve, your show, man, is it gonna be like a ADD show, or is it gonna be like no, a? What kind it's of a show? Just be. It's just gonna be a me show. Okay. Like, it's it's I I've kind of uh, thought of it as doing you know bringing people on that that I find interesting yeah. or you know uh, like you're definitely on the list of eventually down the road if it ever starts it'll uh, start uh, Jenny it will start. Yeah. Jenny um, I have a bunch of friends who are artists I have a bunch of friends who are musicians. Um, I have a friend who I have to see if she's into it, but she does really cool stuff with hair color. Like she's a hairstylist and she does, um, she does color work. That's just, I've never seen anything like it in my life. So I was like, uh, that, that's cool to me. That's interesting. I, I want, I want to learn about that. I want to hear about that. I, it's kind of turned into, um, I don't know if you ever heard the podcast, The Half Hour Intern. Um, I've never checked that out. Um, basically, it's a guy who basically interviews people who have either interesting jobs or interesting hobbies. Right. Kind of like a dirty jobs thing. Kind of, yeah, but they're just interesting jobs. Like I, I or more unusual jobs. Yeah, the unusual and or cool jobs or really bore you know boring jobs like how do you do this boring work you know like it's basically he you know kind of interviews them and asks them about your job and you know if what's it called it's called half hour intern huh. um it's it's a cool show i mean i've kind of gotten out of it because i'm like a lot of the things that that they're talking about i'm like eh, i don't give a crap about it right um but uh like for a while there, I like every week I was like, "What what jobs he gonna come up with next? And what is he gonna come up with next? You know, who's he gonna interview next?" But you know, I, with, 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 with something like that, eventually you get to a point where you've kind of done everything. And what the hell's that? I don't uh, know. It's uh, some person named Joe. 
<laughs> oh, new caller. I'm not on the right screen. Hold on. Yeah, you gotta I think you gotta lower. Okay, hey, Steve. Yo. Buddy, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for being a part of the show today. All right, All right. Take care, Steve. See All you right. guys later. Bye bye. But listen, All right. 10-4, uh, good buddy. Michael, yes, 10-4, good buddy. Uh, um, Keep the sunny side up. Yeah. What? What, uh, what are? Some, yeah. What are some? I, I just watched Smokey and the Bandit. So, um, um, <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, I do too. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, hammer down is you know. Stand on it. Get, stand on it. You know, ready to get going and yeah. And you know, chicken coops, uh, DOT checkpoint. A Kojak with a Kodak. That's a bald guy with a with a radar detector. You yeah. Know? So, yep. But yeah, and then Bear, of course, is a state patrol. You know, local yokels, uh, you know, county cop or something like that. You know, do you call them Smokies? So, yeah. Is that what they they yeah, call them? They really call them Smokies? Yeah, they call them Smokies. Smokies <laughs> Bear. You know. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. Know, now, yeah, and sometimes they'll they'll I forgot a friend of mine. He calls them. Uh, Oh, I forgot what he said it was, but it was funny too. You know, respectful but funny. Um, but then, you know, everything is. You have a little bit of every every job you got. There's always some kind of little lingo, you know. And oh yeah, and I remember. I remember when I was probably sixteen, seventeen. Everybody had a CB. There wasn't any cell phones, right? So everybody had a CB. They come to the bowling alley, you know. They take their CBs out and they they'd have a spot for their CBs at the bowling alley because people had taken it was so cool you know 23 channels you know but um yeah you know it's uh it's really it's still a good communication especially if you put like a little 100 watt amp on it you know and uh which I think is legal and that way you can you know CB will typically kick out three or four miles unless you trim them good and maybe get six but if you put a little bit of amperage on it, you can almost get like 50 miles out with a CB, you know, which when you're out in the middle of a cornfield, that's not a bad thing, you know. So, but, yeah, it's been a good show. I like this. This is this is really cool. All this, right. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious as to see how this Zencaster will turn out, too. So, but. All right. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show, Mike. And no I will, we will talk to you later, buddy. All right. We'll see you. All right.